Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Good morning. I'm Adora Namigade, and this is The Rundown. Cook County Sheriff Tom Dart says a two-year-old missing persons project is showing results. The team has three investigators working full-time to locate people who have vanished. It started with 170 cases, mostly women and girls. Dart told county board members yesterday that the project had identified 27 of them. In some cases, we have found people who have left their home setting for various reasons that most people would understand but just did not want anything to do with their family anymore. And we have given them services and we've helped them in many cases try to get their lives on firmer footing. And then in some cases, we've identified individuals who had subsequently passed away, were never identified. Dart said the missing persons unit will keep working to bring closure to the families. Chicago's Commission on Human Relations says it's seen an uptick in hate crimes compared to last year. My colleague Tessa Weinberg reported the story. Human Relations Commissioner Nancy Andrade says Chicago police have reported 81 hate crimes, a 5% increase from this time last year. Alderperson Deborah Silverstein says she received an email earlier this month threatening her and Jewish people. That was the day after the city council passed a resolution condemning Hamas's attack on Israel. The commission says hate crimes are underreported. The agency is piloting a program in which community organizations could help citizens report hate crimes. They're just not being reported, and it's for a number of reasons. Some people just don't feel comfortable going to the police. Some people for cultural reasons, linguistic reasons. The commission also received five reports of hate crimes that involved the trans community. There were none reported last year. A measure to let Illinois legislative employees unionize has cleared the state house and is on its way to the Senate. My colleague Alex Degman reports it passed after House Speaker Emanuel Chris Welch offered changes to address some, but not all, of his employees' concerns. For example, employees will have to give only five days notice instead of 30 if they're going to strike. But Welch says they still cannot strike in months where legislative session days are scheduled. And that covers more than half of the year. This is a nod toward recognizing a union, but in this unique space, there are some things that we have to consider. And so we give them that right to strike, just not during months or session days are scheduled. The Illinois Legislative Staff Association says an agreement is, quote, within reach. A Senate spokesperson says they look forward to reviewing the proposal. In other state house news, Illinois lawmakers will not be overriding Governor J.B. Pritzker's veto of an energy bill. The bill would have allowed downstate utilities, such as Ameren, to have first dibs over the construction of new power transmission lines. The governor vetoed it, saying it would eliminate competition and lead to higher electricity rates. But the bill's sponsor, Will County Democrat Larry Walsh, disputes that. But in my viewpoint, the simple fact of the matter is, is transmission lines and the electric grid is a regulated monopoly, has been, and always will be. Nonetheless, Walsh is dropping his effort to override the veto, saying he'll work to educate his colleagues on the bill, and he'll file a new version of the bill next spring. Some quick things you should know before today's weather. The number of bats flying across Chicago skies is on the rise. The city's Animal Care and Control Department says they're receiving a lot more calls of sightings of the nocturnal mammal. 
Researchers at the Lincoln Park Zoo say bats are migrating south for the winter and stopping in Chicago along the way. Some Chicagoans have formed community groups that track migrating bats and are sending their tips to the zoo's Urban Wildlife Institute. The forest preserves of Cook County have added a new fall colors filter to their online map. It suggests areas where you're likely to spot vibrant fall foliage, like Harms Woods to the north and Yankee Woods to the south. But according to a statewide tracker from the Illinois Bureau of Tourism, it's estimated that fall colors in northern Illinois peaked about two weeks ago. Today's weather, we're expecting cloudy skies and rain with temperatures reaching about the high 60s. And tomorrow it should also rain with highs hitting about 70 degrees. Later today, Chicago elected its first ever police district councils earlier this year. My colleague Chip Mitchell has been following them closely. And it seems like the next battle is getting residents to actually show up and share their input with councils. I've seen door-to-door work um, to get people out to the meetings. I've seen chili served at two different events um, as a way to get people to turn out. Chip updates my rundown co-host Aaron on how the councils are faring today at 1 o'clock. I'm Adora Namigade. Thanks for listening.